0: Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the O2 Podcast, the Ohio Outdoors Podcast. Paul and Andrew, we're back. Uh, Mr. Mons, how are you, man? Buddy, I'm doing good. It's been uh, been a fun last few days. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. Well, heck, let's talk about it now. So, I went out for a little evening, it turned into a long evening coyote hunt there on Saturday night buddy of mine, Tyler, from the gym, and uh, he had some sweet uh, properties that we had access to. And, you know, uh, coyote hunting at this time of the year, if you think about going to the ag fields, or at least that's what I think of, well, when you've got corn and soybeans that are, you know, too tall, it's not easy. So you had to find properties that weren't covered in crops. Um, it's actually really interesting. We went on a few properties that had, like, dirt bikes. Uh, like a motocross courses on them didn't really even realize okay. these type of things existed but wow. they're sweet and they're huge um so took the old x-vision uh thermal scope and monocular out and went calling uh try bring some coyotes in we were successful in bringing one in really really well yeah uh, that would be the one that i shot And I've got that posted on go wild. And at this point, I think it's still on Instagram until it gets taken down. But, um, uh, we we saw a couple other ones, but it was just, it was a really cool night. And it was one of those moments like hunting wise, where you just got to stop for a second and take it all in. I mean, the, the, the hunting itself was a thrill, right? When you have that coyote coming in and he's listening to the call and trying to find him and, He's diving behind these big, massive piles of dirt that are, you know, motocross jumps. It was really that was cool. But we were following a storm. So there had been some storms Mm. that rolled through. And as we were heading out, I mean, the sun's going down. the, the, The clouds are huge, dark, just very majestic clouds with the lightning popping in them. And it really continued through most of the night. It was weird, though, because it wasn't a cloudy night. It was just these, you know, the storms were pushing through. So they were kind of on the edge of your, you know, of what you were seeing. And the lightning would go off. And then there's millions of stars, right? Because we're down in the hills and it was way, you know, removed from any light. So the stars were really bright. And then there was a meteor shower happening. Oh, that's so cool. So it was one of those things like... I'm ne- I'm go to bed early most of the time, anyways. Like that was going to, I would never have seen that. So to stop and to take a look at that and and really take it all in, it was awesome, man. Um, that is that is cool. That's one of what one of those you might not even
1: uh you know pull the trigger or heard a coyote, yell or, how how or yelp
0: or whatever the heck they do, and
1: it's still like an awesome night. I I slipped through all that.
0: It all was. Of it. And to be honest with you, like to have all that stuff come together, the meteor shower, the storm rolling through, being on these properties that, you know, we had access to, but I have never been on, I may never not ever get to do that again in my life. So like to really stop and really appreciate that, um, that was awesome. And I I, I think that's what I took away more than anything. Um obviously getting to pull the trigger one shot one coyote. That was that was awesome. And then that, that yeah, was pretty cool. X Vision Scope is the real deal. So we're, while we're on that. xvisionoptics.com, one of our partners. But we use a monocular. Tyler was real good at spotting them and then watched this this young coyote come through and recorded the whole thing. Awesome imagery. I mean it's just it's it was it's, cool. It's cool. Yeah, thing. the video was neat. The other thing that was really cool about that. I think I sent you the pictures. I didn't post them. But when you pull up on a field, you're scanning. Well, there's deer out there, right? And I've seen deer in the field with the thermal before. But when they their antlers go hard horned, you can't see their antlers because it doesn't show up in the thermal. Well, right now, they're still covered in... Delvin. velvet. So there's blood running through it. There's blood running through it. So it's warm. Okay. So it picks up. So then all of a sudden... You see all these bucks, so you know those bucks that kind of elude you all year long? well, at night they're out in those fields and they're in big bachelor groups and everything else, so uh that was really cool and uh a great um reminder of what's you know the stuff you can't really see it's it's out there, so yeah, yeah, that's pretty neat man dude i mean we're we're on the we're on the countdown
1: i mean it's today is August fourteenth. Man, we're we're almost we're we're officially less than a month away before you can deer hunt in the DSA archery hunt in the in the DSA. But you know, small game opens up well not small game, excuse me, dove squirrel opens up the first, and then you've got that early waterfowl season. I mean, it's it's coming, man. Everyone's favorite time of the year uh is here. It's coming. It is so, pretty cool, man. So yeah, those those X Scopes, you can get those on go wild, time to go wild.com. He's heard us talk about it every week. Check that platform out. If you are not on it, if you want to learn more about hunting, if you have questions that you're afraid to ask at a pro shop, or you just want to be better, want to be a better, Archer, a gunsmith, whatever it is that the, the community at go Wild is strong. I cannot emphasize that word enough, Andrew community. The community is strong on go wild. Uh, it is a, it is a welcoming place. If you've got questions uh, about areas that you hunt, you know, locally there's, there's a way find me, uh, or the or the near me feature will will connect you with other hunters and anglers, uh, in your area. So check them out. Time to go out. Download the app on that, Apple or Android. Sign up, get uh, ten dollars off, man. Free ten bucks. So how easy is that? So, thanks to those guys for the support of the show, Andrew. Oh, buddy! Midwest Gun Works, big fellas got a got a rifle coming in in the in the mail. Can't wait for that to get to the ffl dealer here uh actually newark ohio man tactical outdoors my buddy josh and his wife own a, uh, a wonderful gun shop out there they also i just found out today are now running operating the gun range uh at uh, the Dillon wildlife management area Very so cool. pretty cool pretty cool for them so josh as soon as that sucker gets in there for midwest Gunworks, give me a call man i'm ready to go so
0: and ohio uh, ohio outdoors five at, save yourself that's at midwest, midwest right Real yep. quick, one before we move on. Um, we were talking about Go Wild, and they've got a um, podcast that they are working with uh, gunbroker.com with called No Low Ballers. Really cool. So uh very gun heavy discussions and they've got um, I love the name. Yes. It's it's going right now, uh machine gun machine gun history part one. So there's gonna be multiple okay. parts of that. Super cool, very yeah. interesting. Um they they go through a lot of the history of of stuff like that that I don't really know so for for somebody like me who's I don't want to say ignorant but just not it's not my forte uh, it's very interesting to hear a lot about that and to learn more you know is who who's is Logan Matesh yeah, on that so. on the dude that guy is sharp man
1: very. he's smart smart dude yeah you guys are going to like that I'll check that out for sure so check that yeah check that out so who else we got? Half dash rackander, half dash rack.com. You can find them on Go Wild. You can find them on TurkeySeason.com. Shameless plug. Um directly at their website. Awesome products, fond memory, fine gear, fond memories, some mantra, it's a way of life. That's it's a vibe, vibe, man. It's a vibe, man, for sure for sure. So check out the, their stuff. Dude, the deer drags, the simplest thing, right? A piece of fabric and a and and some some line, like some some steel cable. Genius, Brilliant. light, easy to bring in. Dude, those things were a lifesaver uh, for, for both of us at various times in the year. So uh-huh. that's just one of the small things they got, man. They got all sorts of stuff. They got your, 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 your Blaze Orange if you need that. Awesome shirts. Great company. Ohio Outdoors 15.
0: Save yourself 15% off of any purchase
1: on half-rack.com. So thanks to those
0: guys for the support of our show. Also, thanks to the guys at Blacklight BlackgateHuntingGear.com. <clears throat> wow hold on let me burn the
1: stroke so listen it's monday wednesday i'm going out and putting my blackgate cameras out BlackgateHunting.com.
0: excuse me BlackgateHunting.com. legit, legit dude it's camera that time great they're yep. they're oh man pulls it all i'm in. getting
1: jealous seeing all these camera trail cam pics come in man i mean i i was reading i will go into this but now it's like definitely you know you're starting to get into that transition of you know, summer patterns. The bucks are starting to to change a little bit, and you know, stuff's going on. So, cameras are heating up. I'm ready for that, man. Get those out, BlackgateHunting dot com. Check them out on Instagram. There, those
0: social media is strong. Our newest uh, partner is Timber Ninja. So, using code Ohio. That's all caps O H I O. Get you free shipping. Timber Ninja lightest sticks, best sticks in in the market. If you ask me. I can't. I guess I shouldn't say they're the lightest. I don't know that officially, but USA made and designed innovation. Jason Redd and his crew, man, putting on uh, some great products down there. Really looking forward to getting into the saddle this year and nano and uh, ultimate yeah. black belt. Is that was called, Paul. That's yeah, that's, that's one, one that, getting, uh, so. that
1: I got the ultimate black belt. So I can't I can't wait. You know, I, like I love the so Dan Johnson did a podcast the other day, the hunting gear podcast. And I haven't listened to it yet. We're we're he was asking the question is made in America important to hunters. Is that like a decision maker for you? I know for me, it is dude. like if, if some, if I've got, if I've got a product and it's, it's $500 and I've got, you know, it's made in the U S and I got another product. It's $400. and It's made in China. You're damn right. I'm picking that. And I don't know, man, maybe I'm just, Maybe I'm silly.
0: Dan's talk. Was I, searched that, I searched that stuff out. I I did listen to that one. It was, it was interesting. Um, They brought us some really good points. So check that one out if if you haven't, but yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, thanks. Let's see what else we got. Paul first light, pick up their stuff, get that ready to go. That trace system. Oh, wow. That's what I wore the other night. I mean, you didn't really need camo when you're out in the dark per se, but it was super light, kept the mosquitoes off. So it was good, but yeah, that's good stuff. I can't check. It. I, I'm I'm excited to see their new cash system that they've
1: got out. The pattern. I have to buy something there, but um.
0: All right, what do we got? One man, man. Um, hold on, real quick. Let me see if I can find what I'm looking for. Um, shoot, I should have had this ready. All right, so we've got the Hero of the Line event that's coming up on August 26th. That is up in, I think it's Bucyrus hero to the line. Dot org is the website hero. The number two, the line. Dot org. Check that out. And then I also have Ohio veterans outdoors is having a archery skills shoot Saturday, September 9th from nine to 12. It's going to be up in Holland, Ohio. So Northwest Ohio at West winds, Metro park, um, it's free for veterans, $20 donation for non vets. Um, let's see. It's a 3D archery shoot to support Ohio Veterans Outdoors, an organization helping Ohio veterans experience the outdoors. So there is uh if you want to get more information, you can email Nick at org. Hold on, Nick at oh uh for more information. Their Go Wild account is Ohio Veterans Outdoors where they've got some more information posted as well. So go ahead and check that out if you've got a chance or you're in that northwest Ohio part of the state. And I think that's all we got, Paul, for this week. The episode, we are talking to our friends Jacob and Derek. They are both friends of ours from Go Wild that reside in the state to the south. So continuing on our little program here we talked hunting pennsylvania a few weeks ago we're going to talk hunting kentucky Uh, this is one that we want to get out to you now their season opens earlier than ours so make sure if you if you have any interest in hunting kentucky or getting down to the potentially a velvet buck listen close these guys know what they're talking about they get you a lot of information about around the state some of the rules all that kind of stuff um but they do a good job of that yeah chat. So. Leave us a review. If you get a chance, uh, check us out. the .dot 2podcast on Instagram. Uh, O2 Podcast on um, Go Wild. But with that, enjoy the, the talk this week. And we'll be back next week. See you guys. All right. So we won't go back into the whole administrating or administering Narcan conversation we'll save that for the uh, lost files. <laughs> but uh tonight Paul and I are joined with our buddies Jacob Knight and Derek Tolls down in our state to the south down in Kentucky. What's going on boys? Not much. No, not much.
2: What's Going on with you all?
0: You you recovered from the the holiday weekend?
2: I was uh I was working the whole time. So uh it it was busy for us, but I can't speak for Jacob.
1: Yeah, I'm recovered. I, I kept it tame. I was lighting off fireworks. So I couldn't get too crazy and shoot a kid with a bottle rocket
0: or something, so I kept
1: it a little mild.
0: As much as you wanted to, you couldn't do that, or else you'd have called Derek in to fix the problem. It's true. Probably the same thing.
1: We're already having we nine fingers on this network. We don't need any <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Anymore. I think that's actually trademarked, right? For I think two. you have to lose two. got to up in one if you're going to do something. Right. Yeah, eight think, fingers, just not as catchy. Eight fingers, it's, it's not as catchy. You think you're cool, Dan? Well, I only got eight fingers. <laughs> the claw competition are all just lopping fingers. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Nubs presented by Go Wild. <laughs> so funny. Well, yes, so,
0: and that's uh, Jacob and Derek are uh, friends of ours from down in Kentucky. They work uh, with Go Wild, and uh, and we've become good friends over the, over the last couple of years. Really. Done a lot of cool stuff and fishing and, and whatnot. So uh we're super happy to have you guys on. Uh tonight we're gonna cover kind of a, a topic. we Paul and I are gonna do this kind of series throughout the the summer here, giving people the idea of hunting out of state. So um, you know, obviously we are Ohio based, but uh anybody who listens, if if you had an interest in hunting Kentucky, hopefully this give you some answers to some questions that you might have if you're not familiar. Um, because out of state hunting is fun. It's a new challenge. It's, you know, I'm not trying to get everybody in the world to pour in, in Kentucky and take all your deer. But, um, you know, it's just an interesting topic to discuss. So you guys ready?
2: Absolutely. Let's Bro.
1: I, the, the out of state hunting, I, that, that cat got out of the bag for me, I don't know, like four or five years ago. And it has been downhill from there, man. I can't, I think part of, for, for me, is just seeing different, different spots different places different terrain right it's just a different different kind of pretty you know you hunt central ohio or southern ohio i go to i go to kentucky i'm like man it's so pretty here it's the same
0: <laughs> it's the same trees it's the same landscape just
1: different I, that's that's the big thing for me i think
0: it's definitely a different challenge it gives you appreciation for the country in general the more states you see and and what people deal with and i think it makes you a better hunter overall it's not the old let's just go out to the back forty and sit in the same tree every day uh, you know, and I mean, that has its spot too, if if that's your thing, but whatever, it opens up new doors. Right. So, um, all right. So I did one of these the other day with Johnny Stewart over in Pennsylvania. Now I have a little bit of background in Pennsylvania as far as hunting over there. So I, I was able to contribute to that conversation a little bit more. I don't know much about hunting in Kentucky. Now, Paul, you've been down there for turkeys a time or two, right? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we brought in the experts in Jacob and Derek. Um, the best
1: you can afford. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll buy Willing you, to buy you a Bud Light next time we see you. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just, just joking. I'm just kidding. All right. All right. So, all right. So let's talk about the season. Now, I had the Kentucky Regs book pulled up here, and I was kind of looking through it here a little bit ago. And this was last year's, um, according to the, the website. It was the 2022-2023, so I'm sure you'll have an updated one coming out soon. I know.
2: actually have the updated one right now. You already oh, got it? Sure Did yep. you get a hard copy? I do. It's right look
0: here. At you, man. Oh. Man, he's on the VIP list down there. All right, let's see. Well, we're going to focus in on deer. Paul, we'll get you a little bit of fall turkey because it's in there too. It's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm over it. What's your guys, so, what's the timeline look like?
2: Um. So one awesome thing about Kentucky is that we do have such a long deer season um especially if you are a bow hunter um our season usually opens very early in September for bow season and we'll run all the way until about mid-January and the the dates for this year reflect that our bow or archery opener is September 2nd this year 2023 and archery will run all the way until January 15th of 2024 um and that's one great thing that Kentucky offers because we do have such an early season is it's one of the few I don't I don't know. I'm sure someone will say I'm wrong. There's probably other states, but we are a state that offers the opportunity for someone to actually kill a buck still in velvet. And a lot of people definitely get excited over that. Um, and then, so our have, that, either, that's have, your, have
0: either, have either of you ever killed a buck in velvet?
1: I uh, yet. No, our buddy Zach got a nice one last year. Mm-hmm. It's uh. That's my goal for this year is to get out early enough to be able to do that because, you know, admittedly, three kids running around, I get wrapped up in fishing, I'm late getting my stuff, my spots prepped, and I usually miss it because of that. Uh, This year I'm trying to make more of an effort to to get one early.
2: And then I also want to chime in real quick here, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this later, but another drawback, though, is Kentucky, for the most part, is a one-buck state. Um, so if you kill your buck very early in archery, um, great, congratulations, but like as far as a buck is concerned, you're done at that point, um, so that is kind of one drawback, and that's I've had opportunities at smaller bucks early in the season. I admittedly don't boat hunt a whole lot at the beginning of the season just because it's so hot still here, um, but I've had small bucks in velvet come by before, but nothing I've ever decided I want to let an arrow fly on.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh that early the velvet season here, like Derek said, is so freaking hot. I mean, it's you're you know how do you stay scent free when you're sweating through every layer of clothing you have on? And uh, you know, obviously getting up in the tree is helpful, but those stale evenings when there's no wind moving through is it's brutal.
2: Oh man, all of our trees I, I all the trees are still super leaved out that early, it's hot, the bugs are bad. If you're hunting from you know, any kind of climber, saddle, ladder stand, anything like that. I mean it's doable. Guys do it all the time, but that's just something that you gotta be aware of if you're gonna come down here and hunt that early in the de- season.
1: It's definitely a different different layer that you've gotta add into the to the prep and planning, I guess. So yep. that yep. sounds awful. I'm gonna be honest with
2: you. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I that really that really
0: sounds terrible.
2: <laughs> I usually um, don't really get after them until beginning of October, so So,
0: and you guys, you guys do allow crossbows, but it looks. Yeah.
2: I was getting ready to, I was getting ready to comment on that too. So that that season I just named for this year, um, September 2nd, January 15th, that's archery season that applies to pretty much all of your, you know, upright bows, whether it be compound, traditional, whatever you shoot. Um, We have a separate crossbow season um, and it's pretty much as long as our archery season, but it is for this year. We'll open September 16th. So, you know, a week and a half, roughly, after archery opens. And then it also runs the same to January 15th. Um, that's the crossbow season. Um, then we have two muzzleloader seasons. I don't know if you want me to keep going.
0: With yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yep.
2: So we have two muzzleloader seasons. The first one is uh, in October. It's a very quick weekend season. Um, it's, this year It's going to be October 21st to 22nd. It's usually just like a Saturday, Sunday. It's two days. Um, I know a lot of guys that get out and capitalize on that. Two days, and that's especially if you're not a bow hunter because that's kind of right around, like the bucks are really starting to move that time of year here. So you have those two days to get out with the muzzle loader. And then we have a later muzzle loader season opens December 9th this year and will run until December 17th. So still kind of short, um, but it is a little longer. Um, then... I guess if I'm trying to kind of stay chronologically in order, um, not too long after that, October 14th and 15th is the youth only gun season this year. So if you know you're wanting to get a child out in the woods this year, come to Kentucky or something like that, that's uh, your youth only gun season. It's October 14th and 15th, and then the you know the the day that we all wait for here in Kentucky um, is the modern gun opener. Uh, Modern gun opener this year is November 11th, and it's usually always about that second Saturday in November. And this year it will run until November 26th. And then I do want to also add in here, and again we'll talk more about this later when we talk about how the state's managed, but I think this year is the first year, and again might be wrong, I think this year is the first year that the whole state has the same length for our modern gun season, because before other zones in the state didn't have quite as long of a modern gun season. But this year, it looks like November 11th to November 26th for modern gun, and that's statewide. Statewide,
1: interesting. <laughs> what what was the reasoning for the zones? Do you know?
2: Uh, it's all got to do with management. Um, I don't want to speak for Kentucky Fish and Wildlife. I got the zone map here too, which I mean, obviously people can't see. It. You can find it online very easily. Um, But they basically manage um, Kentucky kind of like Western states do with game management units. Um, But the way that they break them up here is just by counties. So Mm -hmm. your county is going to be in whatever zone. And Like I said, there's four zones. um, And it's all just got to do with population and health of the deer and how many people are hunting in those areas. Just all the science that goes into regulating seasons.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and are it there, applies to most of them, the like the less number of deer you can take, it applies to antlerless too, so it's not just bucks that get lumped into it. So are the bag limits lower and the dates, the season's restricted? Is that how that is in those zones, or is it just, just like a lower bag limit?
2: Uh, it's generally a lower bag limit, and then there's also uh, kind of some means of take, if you will, that are kind yeah. of regulated. I'm trying to find...
1: Yeah, there's is, one right? of the zones. I I want to say it's zone four, that it is. it's pretty Our much is. archery. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Archery only.
2: Uh, so I got it here for zone four, like what Jake was talking about. Um, in zone four, a hunter, I'm reading this directly from the regs. In zone four, a hunter may harvest no more than two deer in zone four. Only one can be antlerless. And then there it goes is. on to say, antlerless deer cannot be harvested during the modern gun season. The early muzzleloader season or the first six days of late muzzleloader season. So, yeah, they're they're protecting the does out there because populations aren't as well. Now,
0: looking at the map, and I again I have last year's, but that appears to be about the southeast corner of the state.
2: Yeah, um, for the most part, I would recommend anybody that's going to come out here this year, if anyone's planning on it, to find a you know obviously get a recent zone map but they don't it doesn't change a whole lot over the years i know where i did most of my deer hunting growing up as a kid was zone three and then in probably 2010 ish it got moved to zone two um so they they generally stay about the same for a while
0: Derek, can you do me a favor and read what it says in the book for zone one
2: yep zone one's where you want to be uh, I know that's where Jacob hunts I'm pretty sure is Zone 1. I've oh. got some permission on some properties in Zone 1. Uh, but zone 1 is a hunter may harvest an unlimited number of antlerless deer in Zone 1 using the statewide deer permit and additional deer permits. And I want to explain what that means real quick. That doesn't mean that if you go buy your hunting license and your deer permits that you can just go out and stack does all season. You can, but you have to buy additional doe tags once you reach your bag limit that comes with your hunting license.
0: Gotcha. And yeah, what... I'm pretty sure that's four deer,
1: yep. off the just the initial permit. So okay. one antlered, three antlerless, or all th- four antlerless, then you've got to buy more tags. Gotcha. So so let's let's talk. Uh, do you want to dive into
0: big deer months? What do you want to talk about? Deer um... land. Man, I'm just... Again, and I should we should preface all this with if you are serious and g- going to go to Kentucky, fi- get a regulations book that's up to date, not the one I'm looking at, and make sure you follow along. But I'm looking at... Uh, they do a nice job of breaking out here. I'm not even sure Ohio does this, where it says non-residents, so it's got deer. So anybody ages 16 and older, they need the annual hunting license plus the statewide deer permit. And then right underneath it, it had all the the prices for that. Um... It's a pretty affordable state to hunt in,
1: and because Kentucky's is. Kentucky's a big buck state. I mean, it's you guys are top ten in the entire country. I don't think a lot of people realize the deer that Kentucky is consistently putting out. Just in terms of if if you're if you if your definition of success is antler inches and points, then you
0: guys are pretty good. Derek, do you know where yeah. it says um, what a, a non-resident hunting license is?
2: As far as the price is concerned, yeah
0: I'm looking at this um,
2: i i I don't have it on this document that I have but okay. I it's it's like there. one
1: it's like maybe one forty or something like that I bought one last year it's it obviously deer is, is um i hate to say this but less less valuable than a or a, a, a turkey's less valuable than a deer in terms of revenue but um it's not i mean it was maybe two twenty five to to hunt deer and that's just ballparking it so yeah, that's not bad yeah not bad. um so How's how's public land access down there? You has got a lot of it. Don't hotspot anyone. That's a big topic. Not asking for on X pens there, Jacob. So settle down. Yeah. See you leaning Back. See you leaning back in your chair. That's you know what's interesting on the public land topic is I just started hunting public land more in Kentucky this past spring, so I don't have a ton of spots to blow really. So <laughs> Derek's done a lot more research because he gets out, yeah, chases ducks and other stuff, and so he's done a lot more of scouting and just finding properties.
2: Yeah. I've, uh, I've admittedly done most of my deer hunting in the state of Kentucky on private land. I do most of my waterfowl hunting in Kentucky on public land. Um, I've deer hunted public land in other States. Um, but we, we do have a decent amount of acres, so to speak in the public land, you know, network system. Um, I will say, though, I mean, it's all over the state, but a lot of it is in eastern Kentucky, which is also where your zone for areas are for deer, which is the, the not-so-great areas for deer hunting. Um, I don't want that and to be...
1: where the elk are, too.
2: Yep, yeah, oh, that's definitely. where the elk are as well. Um, and I don't want that to be discouraging to anybody who's considering coming to Kentucky because we do have a lot of public land options throughout the whole state, especially if you are a bow hunter. Um, and I don't want to... I can't speak to this. I I don't know all the facts or details around this, but I know that a lot of the public land areas in our part of the state, kind of central part of the state, um, is archery only for deer. Um, I know when, like Brad, you guys all know Brad, Brad does a lot of deer hunting on public land in eastern Kentucky, and those are all rifle hunts. Um, And then I know of some WMAs in the western part of the state too that you can rifle hunt at. but I just I don't know as much about those areas.
0: What's the biggest hey. biggest track of public land on there? Is it Daniel Boone National Forest?
2: Uh just public land, it's possible it is Daniel Boone, but I know that I'm pretty sure our largest WMA is Peabody WMA. Which is in going towards western Kentucky. It's definitely western Kentucky area, but kinda on the line of western and central.
1: Some of the, the WMAs have the the special permit hunts that they'll do too where you can it'll be like an out of out of season rifle hunt that'll be during the muzzle loader weekend or something like that, just depending upon where it's at. There's some quota hunts down near Fort Knox uh in the WMA down there. And so some of that stuff you can hunt it, you know, quote unquote out of season for, for rifle hunting and that kind of stuff. But I honestly I don't even know if that's open to non-residents or if some of that stuff is gets locked up just by residency. Do, do you guys have a controlled hunt program in Kentucky you can apply for through the state? Yeah. Like Ohio, Derek, you and I, we've talked about that extensively. The controlled mm-hmm. hunts we have here. Do you have something like mm-hmm. that down there?
2: Um, For deer? Yes, but not. It's not statewide per se. It's usually specific to certain WMAs.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's how ours are. You 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 have the state deems certain WMAs, wildlife areas, whatever is is areas open for, for lottery hunts. Most of them are like wildlife refuges, you know, that that we have here in in Ohio. I'm sure I'm sure listeners have heard of those. So um elk. What are the odds of drawing an elk tag in the state of Kentucky?
2: Slender
1: none. Yeah. yeah. Less than when in the lottery. So I my my buddy Jameson listens to the show every week. Uh, drew an elk tag this year. That's awesome. Uh, in the state of Kentucky. Yep. The so, bull or cow or what? What's what's the either sex? Oh okay. man. Yep. Archery so he... firearm. Archery. Yep. archery awesome. tag. So he's 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 been spending two days a week scouting, <laughs> scouting so, elk. So is properties. He, is he going DIY or is he going to get with a guy? He is going. You know, he is going DIY. Yep, going DIY. Wow. He's got um. He's in that eastern part of the sea. I'm not sure where he's at, so I can't I can't blow him out of the water. But um, I think he he's got some some intel from some folks that have been out there. But he is diving in full speed, man, head first into into that. So good it's for the him. Way
2: you got to do it if you want to fill that tag. I mean, yeah. It's, and I, it's, I guess there's two ways to kind of do it. You can either fork over a lot of money, or you can just you know grind hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I think he's got it's like it's 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 a certain time frame and then you get like a you get like a chunk and then you know a big gap and like another chunk. I feel like that's how he explained it to me. So Yeah,
2: maybe for that tag. I know yeah. all seasons are kind of managed differently. But
1: yeah, know, but I know awesome. primarily it's it's archery and then might lap over. But yeah, that's that's it. Good for him, man. I know that's um a, a coveted tag in, in in the eastern United States for sure. So do you guys apply for him? Man. So I haven't thus far. And my reason being is that I, I, I don't necessarily have the time to go out there and scout it. If I'm going to go hunt it, um, I would have to pay a guide and I can't, I can't manage that expense right now. Just be like, Hey, I'm gonna go drop a few grand and go chase this yeah. elk for a weekend.
0: You just got to back off on uh, the fishing, Jacob. Put the, yeah. Put the lure budget over <laughs> to the elk budget. But yeah, I, not wrong. yeah.
2: I, uh, I apply for it every year because it's cheap. Um, as far as actually entering the lottery, um, and I, I think a lot of people apply just seeing the, the price tag on it. And they're like, oh, why wouldn't I apply for that? Which, yeah, yeah. great, go for it. But I, what I think a lot of people don't realize is if you get drawn, all you've done now is just giving yourself the opportunity to buy the tag, which is much more expensive.
1: It's like 400 bucks or something like that, isn't it?
2: Uh, for a resident, uh, I think so. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that price is the same across the board for non-resident as well.
1: There's no way. It's probably $1,000. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure...
2: I would bet, but I, I just I don't know for the fact. I don't want to say yeah. for sure. But I apply for it every year just because it's so cheap to put in for it. Why not? Um, and I, I do it every year just with the assumption that I'm not going to get drawn. And I make my plans for the fall accordingly. Thankfully, the draw is kind of early. So if you do get drawn, I at least kind of have some time to plan accordingly. Uh, but, yeah, I just put in for it every year, not expecting to get it. And I'm sure it will probably be the worst year possible, but I'll get drawn. Like, yeah, you know, I'll have too much other stuff going on, and that will be the year I draw. But
1: Derek's having a baby during the elk rut, and he's just
2: yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to move. Just the just we're start fatherhood.
0: have to move this wedding,
1: right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's good So What about what, big buck, big bucks corridor, big Buck sector of of the state of Kentucky? Where's it at? Like in Ohio, I mean, it. You know, we've got we've got zones, we've got areas of the state that are much better in terms of like. Big deer, trophy whitetails, we'll just say 140 inches and up. Where do, do you have areas of the state that have better genetics than others? I mean, uh, the central central part of the state is good. It's kind of that central corridor of the state really is, is pretty strong. But then, you know, there's counties in western Kentucky that are competing with it too. That's uh, where they swim over the river from Ohio. Yeah, the, the Ohio Bucks. The yeah. Actually, there's a county know. in Kentucky called Ohio County that is notorious and has very, very good deer. You're welcome. Look at that.
2: Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah, welcome. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky so ex- actually – sorry, Paul.
1: No, I just, I was just going to make a joke about expats and all that stuff. Keep going. <laughs> we, we <talk. laughs>
2: no, I was going to say that uh, Kentucky actually does a lot of work for you, and then um, I don't have a link right off the top of my head, but it, it's easy to find with a Google search, but you can find – you know, all the records in Kentucky for it. Yeah. it tells you exactly what county those deer came from. Um, yeah, to what Jacob's saying, I mean, I think you have a pretty good chance of getting on a decent buck anywhere in the state. Um, to me, it seems like more, but not significantly more. It seems like more seem to come out of our northern Kentucky towns.
1: Those are river bucks. That's it, man. River, high River sure. bucks. So, on, on, and I know. You, you This kind probably be a hard question to answer because you're not deer hunting public property but how's the how's the hunting pressure on on just in general public and private you know during the rut do you get a lot of out of state pressure I know like i I can drive through my my wildlife area during the rut and count twenty out of state license plates and for whatever reason, guys from North Carolina love to come up and hunt the southern half of ohio um how's the how's the pressure in Kentucky? Talking to you, Jason Redd. <laughs> yeah.
2: We definitely get it. We definitely get some pressure here. Um, our rut seems to hit um, kind of towards right before our rifle season starts. Um, so you're real big time committed guys that are really chasing bucks hard. Like that's when they're going to be showing up here if they're from out of state. Uh, but come rifle season, I mean you can go back and listen to one of our episodes of uncensored from rifle season this year and Brad talks about how many gunshots he heard from where he was hunting and he's yeah. hunting in an area that's going to have more people hunting in that general area uh, but I mean it's just ungodly the amount of gunshots he said that he heard like before noon I think it was uh, so I mean the, there's definitely pressure
1: yeah I would say if you're going to make the trip down here and you are a bow hunter um that's that's honestly the way to go to get the most space to yourself um a lot of orange a lot of people set up blinds come rut, you know it's it gets a little more crowded from what i've seen and i've i've been out fishing at that time and some of the w wmas and stuff and there's trucks at every pull off uh it it, you know it just we all know it's going to get crowded the that rifle season rut timing but if you can come down with a bow a few weeks ahead of that rifle season, you're still going to see active bucks uh, you know, a lot, some rut activity going on. And so my recommendation, if you're going to spend the money to come, that's the, the time to do it.
0: So I think, well, I've driven through Kentucky a lot. And, Paul, you have a lot of, you know, anybody from Ohio goes south. You got to go through Kentucky, basically. Can you describe kind of the general geography of the state? And what I mean, so when, when I think of Ohio, I think like the eastern half, it's much more like Big Woods. The western half, it's much more like Iowa. And of course, that is a generalization. Do not jump my shit because of it. Uh, but in general, there's a lot more. Get ag- you. I'm ag- saying Iowa. You're oh, 100%. No. It's like the ag and stuff is mostly on the western part of the state. And the, you know, the Big Woods, the hills, everything are more on the eastern side of the state. Do you guys have that kind of a feel or you know areas with more agriculture or less agriculture and that kind of stuff
2: Absolutely um a lot more agriculture heavy kind of in central and western Kentucky versus eastern Kentucky is very mountainous uh, that's not to say kind of like what you're saying people are going to get all upset oh it's not true but we have ag- agriculture all over the state I mean we're an ag state but Definitely much heavier in central and western part of the state. Western part of the state's more swampy too. Um, if that's kind of what you're going after, if you want kind of that swampy wetlands type environment, which is also why it's the better part of the state for waterfowl. Um, eastern, you know, is going to be mountains, old mature growth woods, forest stuff like that. Uh, Jacob, I mean, if you got anything else there you want to add, I'm sure I'm missing something.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking a lot about the public land side, but it, it's not difficult to get onto private land here. If you do your homework Uh and a lot of that private land is going to be ag with, you know, hardwoods around it. You know, it's ideal, ideal habitat. Uh There's a ton of corn, ton of soybeans. And so if you can do your homework ahead of time and find a place, or there's, there's paid opportunities to get out and hunt too. Brad just brought up brought up the other day that the the guy who owns the farm that he hunts is trying to lease another farm that he runs for 15 grand a year. Somebody really wants to get into a good property um, that's available. So, you know, there's, there's definitely tons of opportunity, even on private, if you you get out there and find something, but yeah, I mean, Derek, you know, nailed it on the head. There's, I would say like the middle of the States, a lot more rolling hills uh where you know the the real hard elevation is going to be more eastern side of the state
0: gotcha so we talked a little bit about how the season progresses and you guys start a few weeks ahead of us we end a couple of weeks after you obviously the climate stuff isn't that much different but starting september early early september it is going to be much hotter uh if somebody want to come down for that velvet hunt what are some things that they should take into consideration as far as what to pack um, or anything else that you could you could think of that would be beneficial and make the the trip more successful,
1: Derek. I'm gonna go first because my my knowledge and recommendations are gonna be limited. I'm gonna I'm gonna say bring water, but then find water because you're gonna want to hunt because the deer are gonna be after it too. So that's water on both sides of it.
2: Bring uh, bring bug spray, especially that time of year. Buck spray or like or uh, something like that. I mean, you're gonna be fighting that
1: parkour just fish jacob yes Derry, get your book out once fall turkey season start uh i
2: don't know if they've released those yet.
1: months did you have a real question
0: (laughs) no i was kind of waiting for that one since i don't know two minutes into this but
1: uh. also you guys have (laughs) bears in kentucky right when can i can i hunt a bear
2: yeah you can um
1: and right now right now you can hunt bears
2: Man, uh, yep. I haven't heard that. Really?
1: June June first to August
2: thirty first. Are you sure you're not looking at like uh for dogs? Oh yeah, um, that's chase dog only. training season. Don't uh, don't go training. kill
1: a bear. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> P- yeah. P- yeah. P- yeah. So Derek, I was when he said that in my mind, I'm packing my stuff. I'm like, all right, I'll be there tomorrow. We're Derek's gonna go like, kill a bear How did I miss in that? the middle of July.
2: Well, well, I'm kind of already in bear mode. I don't want to go too much on this, but um, I'm. I'm planning another bear hunt for this fall and I'm already kind of doing some lake work for it, um, down in Tennessee, but that's all I'm going to say on that. But, um, yeah, this time of year you can run your dogs and stuff in Kentucky. Um, but we do have a bear season, like you're saying, um, it's usually in December. I don't have the dates. Um, it's kind of short. It used to be a quota hunt only. And and by that, it was kind of weird by how it was managed. Um, all you got to do is buy your permit. Anybody could go hunt bear. Um, but you had to call every night basically and make sure that the season was still open. And as soon Mm -hmm. as the the zones, so to speak, which again, same thing as like deer, but the zones are different and they're only in the eastern part of the state, um once that they met their quota, the season was closed. Um so you kinda had to do your due diligence to make sure that the season was still open now. In the last two or three years, I think they've changed that. Um, now it's just a set season. It runs from this date to this date short. Um, I don't have the dates in front of me. I don't know that they're out yet either. Um, and then, Paul, I'm sorry. Fall turkey season dates are probably out, but not spring. I, I I'm looking it. at them. Yeah. Um, well, then, yeah. What are they? What do you got?
1: So, archery September 2nd to January 15th. Crossbow, October 1st, October 22nd. Uh it looks like there's another crossbow season, November eleventh to December thirty first, and then shotgun October twenty eighth to November third and December second to December eighth. One turkey? No. Oh. No more than two may be uh. taken with a shotgun. And then no more no more than one bird may have a length of three inches or longer. Okay. So four birds total is your bag. One per yeah, that's day.
0: That's wow. You guys have There's, population good? That good down there?
1: I I that's, don't ask me. I ain't I'm not able to sell things, so yeah that's, de, a, that's debatable.
2: Yeah, I'm not a biologist. I don't want to speak for them. I don't think it is, but we don't have that's to
1: That's a lot. Four birds in the fall is a lot. I'll speak for yeah. them. That's crazy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now, and we, I, I don't think we're there to start with, honestly, but take we don't have to talk about that. I'm I'm a
0: the turkey idiot, but the did in ohio you can take a hen in the fall did, yeah what was the, the, the thing okay you can take hens down there but what what was the thing you said
1: no more than one bearded turkey over three yeah. inches so one one tom or bearded hen or bearded hen yeah
0: so they're almost encouraging you to take hens in the fall mm-hmm. or jakes it seems counterintuitive
1: no don't get me started we're not going to derail this conversation. Yeah, I'm going to avoid it. So, okay. uh, this is so, about deer hunting. This is about, no, it's about bear hunting and deer hunting. Let's talk about duck hunting, man. You got some, yeah. you and I found some, some good, some good ducky spots here in Ohio. We're going to head up this fall or winter. What, uh, what do you got in Kentucky? Uh,
2: nothing near that good. Um, we, we have the western part of the state is where you want to be if you want to hunt ducks. And I'm not saying that you can't get on ducks throughout the rest of the state. I, torture myself by duck hunting around here every, you know, late fall and winter. And if I get, you know, a couple ducks, it's a great season. Um, but we have some great quota opportunities in Western Kentucky, or if you're just close to Western Kentucky and just want to go down there, you're, you're in the chips out there. I mean, really good. Well, the best hunting we'll have in this state for duck hunting is out that way. And there's a lot of public land. Um, just for us, it's a four hour drive to even get close to it. So
1: the drive, if there's, I've heard the saying that Ohio is the armpits, the armpit of the flyway, central Kentucky might be the butthole of the flyways.
2: <laughs> I always, uh, I always refer to it as the lost flyway because any migrating waterfowl that shows up here is obviously lost.
1: They've got lead st- or they got steel shots stuck, stuck in their body. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: They don't
1: know where they're at. Disrupted yeah. them. Absolutely. Oh, goodness.
0: Uh, can we talk about deer again?
1: Oh God. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still, I'm still there. The one thing I noticed about your, your timing and stuff and Ohio's gun seasons always af- like after Thanksgiving, I think it's usually the first week after Thanksgiving something like that out of the majority of the, the rut, the intense part of the rut, you guys are kind of right there in the heart of it. Yeah, buddy. That's seems appealing. If you're out there trying to bag a, a big buck. Mhm. Yep. So is that when you see most of them go down when you're I mean and what, from your experience when you're out, I mean is it is it what you would think it is and it's basically their their full go at that that point?
1: Yeah, I mean, swelled up, pissed off, coming into grunts. Uh it's that's the fun time to be hunting for sure.
2: I would say that more deer definitely get killed during the rifle season. And I think that that's mainly Yes, they're still, they're running that time of year, but there's just also a lot more hunters out in the woods that time of year. Um, But honestly, me, those late October bow hunts leading up to rifle season and like that first week in November, that's when I see the most movement, honestly. that's I feel like that's when they're the most active. And they might still be that active going into rifle season, but I think they start to kind of get locked down a little bit once people start shooting at them
1: so the yeah. pressure just the pressure the dynamic. yeah, yeah, yeah like sure. like derek said brad you know counting shots of, um i mean there's been many times where 30 40 shots by 8 a.m where, where i hunt and so it there is a big impact from just hunting pressure once the rifle season comes in
0: so as a bow hunter does that bother you having that the gun season so close i think from my perspective in Ohio, I it's nice to have that gun kind of after the fact, and okay, we'll use that if we have to, but um, yeah, lets you have the the woods to yourself in the you know the the rut part when when it comes to bow hunting.
2: Oh, uh, the the big time bow guys, I think by the time rifle season rolls around, they're already done. They're you know putting the duck decoys in the boat and thinking that because that's you know right around when our rifle season opens, it's also when our duck season opens.
0: Jacob, do you bow hunt much? I don't want to
1: say a much. Um, I hunted a little bit this past season and I did about 10 years ago. I bow hunted a little bit more and then stopped putting in the time to practice. So I just, I honestly sold my bow and, and stepped away from it and just went during modern gun until this last year. Started shooting again. Um, went back out for, I probably went out for four archery hunts. I didn't put a ton of time in it. Um, you know, then rifle season gets here and I'm, I'm trying to go every waking minute I have available, but this year I'm trying to put more of an emphasis on the archery, just making myself do it. Like it, it's not, not, this is probably going to piss some people off. It's, it's not as easy as rifle hunting and the challenge is fun. Like figuring out how to get myself in the right spot. Like I think a lot more about where I'm, where I'm sitting, what trees and everything's in the way, where they're going to come from than I do with a rifle. Cause I can just set up so much further away. know they're going to pop through a field edge and be all the way across the field where they can't see me, you know, with archery. I'm it's fun to push myself a little bit. So I'm definitely going to try and do it a lot more this year.
0: So, and you brought it up there. We talked, we've talked a little bit about, but the rifle, right? That's something in Ohio. We don't have that ability. We have uh, well, the straight wall cartridges. Um, what is it? 350? What'd you have Paul? 350? Three
1: 350 legend 450 yeah, yeah. bushmaster
0: but we don't have the you oh, know, a this, couple more the traditional rifle you guys have that ability um so that's definitely a bonus i know pennsylvania same thing you guys don't have any restrictions as far as only shotgun in some areas or anything like that do
2: you no, no. i mean modern gun kind of applies to the whole season especially on private um as i said do your homework a lot of the WMAs in our part of the state are archery only. You Even during your modern gun seasons, you can't go out there with a rifle. Um, but no, I mean, we don't have like, I know Michigan's kind of got like the notorious uh, line or whatever. I can't remember exactly what they call it, but you, we're nothing like that. That's the whole state.
0: Right. Line of demarcation. The yeah. um, Is there anything else, uh, I, let's see, what like oddball stuff that people should know? And one of the things that comes to mind, you know, some states it's you got to have your tag on you. Some of them you can do it, you know, electronically or have your license on you, have it electronically. What, what are those kind of things?
1: You can do it electronically. So they, um, you can do the, on the Fish and Wildlife website. You can also call it in. So, if you know, if you're not in a spot where you have good enough signal to pull up the website, you can also just call it. You're supposed to do it before you remove the animal from the field. Now, granted, if you don't have signal, you 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 can tell that story. Walk somewhere and get signal. Um, but we don't have the tags that go on the antlers or anything that you have to cut off the tag or anything like that. You're going to call it in. You're going to get a confirmation number. Write that confirmation number down. If you're taking it to a process or anything like that, they've got to have it. Um, but it, honestly, in my opinion, I, I haven't checked out-of-state bucks, but it seems very easy.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I've hunted a few other states with deer. Every state's a little different. Like Jacob's talking about, we have the telecheck is what it's called when you call it in. Um, I've got the number saved in my phone. I know you can do it online and everything like that. But for me, it's just kind of a, it's like a tradition in the family. I mean, my whole life, that's how you, you know, you tagged your deer so to speak and there's just like something very nostalgic at least for me about calling that telecheck number and you know following the prompts and doing everything and at the end it kind of congratulates you and then yeah you you get your confirmation number you write it down the back of your hunter license Um, on the back of our hunting license they have the hunter harvest log um and you just write your confirmation number there and like jacob said if you're gonna Take it to a processor, they won't touch it unless they have that confirmation number. Uh, same thing applies to a taxidermist. If you do get a really nice buck and you take it to a taxidermist, they won't touch it unless you have that confirmation number. Um, and then if you do get stopped by a game warden or something, that's what they're going to be looking for. Where's your confirmation number?
0: So does it have to be on the deer or just on your license or just you have to have a possession, have that number you, in your you, possession?
2: That number in particular, like I said, if it goes on the back license the harvest log I don't know that anyone would get upset if let, let's say you have a you do the electric license you have the electronic format it's in your phone you can't really write it down then so if you you know write it on your McDonald's napkin I don't think they would be upset um, but I'm, I'm not Kentucky Fish and wildlife either so.
0: this episode brought to you by McDonald's um, <laughs> so one other thing it's not necessarily fun to talk about but as far as CWD or ehd you know we had a pretty good outbreak of ehd in ohio last year specifically southwest ohio so kind of down your neck of the woods did you guys notice anything did you have any of that uh and then you know did cause any you know ramifications as far as that goes and then cwd uh at least in last year's book there's a little tiny area it looks like in south southwest kentucky
2: yeah um we, it's new within the last year or two. Uh, I do have some CWZ, CWD zones now. Like you're saying, you're looking at the same map. It's in the southwest part of the state. Um, I honestly don't know what comes with that because I'm not hunting deer. Um, so I don't know if that now means that they have to take deer to check stations after they harvest one or... If it just means that, hey, we're kind of watching in this area. I, I don't know. Um, so you're definitely going to want to do some research on that if you're going to head down to that southwestern part of the state to go hunt deer this year. Did
0: you guys see any anything from the EHD last year? or No. Um.
1: So is that the? I think that's the one from the gnats, right? Or the little the midge. Yeah, the midge. So that one crops up when there's lack of rain and so last year we right before i guess it was during season there we had a, a drought we didn't get much rain and i was driving from my house out to my mother-in-law's and there was a doe on the side of the road with her two fawns and she was just emaciated ribcage showing and had like diarrhea all over herself and so i I texted a a buddy that works with fish and wildlife and took a picture. I was like, Hey, I, you know, is this something I should be concerned about? Do I need to let somebody know? Um, and that's what he said it was was EHD just probably from the lack of rain. And so, I mean, that's like within city limits here. So I'm sure it's, it's elsewhere in the state. There's issues with it, but, um, not to the point where I feel like it, Impacted the population or anything? I mean, that was the one deer that I saw all year.
0: Yeah, and Derek, you you got the up to date map with you. Um, you know, if, if we we're looking at kind of where Ohio borders, you're still your zone fours or zone one and two. Sorry, are up in that area where you had the most deer, a lot to be taken if that still holds. Yeah. So it doesn't. And you then know,
2: in the western part of the state, also you have a lot of ones and twos. Yeah.
0: So I mean, I mean, it shouldn't. It didn't seem like it crossed the border. Too bad. No,
2: I mean, we like Jacob's saying. I mean, he's absolutely right. It usually comes with a lack of rain. Um, it usually kind of will start to rear its head, so to speak, in the summer months. Um, I, I've, I've talked about this before. It might have been on Euros podcast. Um, it, it's unfortunate when it happens. You regionally get areas of it that have it every year in the state, but. Um, It's unfortunate, but like the deer gets it, the deer dies, and then it's over. And then the next year, they usually rebound pretty well. It's it's usually not very detriment to the population. Whereas like CWD is much more of a concern for deer hunters across the nation because like we just we don't really know a whole lot about it yet. And deer can transmit it and carry it for so long, whereas EHD just kind of runs its course in a season.
1: Yeah, it's crazy to me because those two, the two fawns that that doe had with her, were looked perfectly healthy, like they've been working out. And so, it's weird that she got it and was suffering so bad, and they were just perfectly okay, seemingly perfectly okay.
0: I feel like we were talking to our biologist one time, and he said something along the lines when they, and maybe it's just noticeable, but three out of four cases of EHD end up being on a buck versus a doe. Mm. Now, that might just be that you happen to see large racks laying around the creeks or whatever, but that's what they have figured out. So, What else? Anything else fun that we need to know about Kentucky as far as hunting? Or in uh, the,
2: the... You're going to come down here during the rifle season, pay attention to our uh, hunter orange walls. Um, you have to wear hunter orange vest and cap in Kentucky during the rifle season, and that also applies to... Uh, if you're bow hunting during the rifle season and that's another thing too is like just because it's one season or another doesn't necessarily like you can bow hunt during rifle season or you can use a muzzleloader during rifle season now obviously you can't go out during bow season with a rifle but um if you're deer hunting during rifle season no matter what means of take you're using you still have to abide by the under orange requirements beautiful
1: remember yeah that's how it is here be safe. Safety first, right?
2: Yeah. Yep. That's just something that came across my mind. I don't know if Jacob's got anything else he wants to add about deer hunting here.
1: I mean, the fall in Kentucky is a beautiful time to be in the state. So I think obviously it, it, it's not a secret that there's good deer here. It's not a secret that uh, that it's a big buck state. So definitely put it on your list. Come check it out. Uh, there's Tons of opportunity. What, you know, even you go down south part of the state, down towards the lane between the lakes and that kind of stuff. There's some, some draw hunts that you can get into for that. You know, there's some, some other good stuff that you can do just outside of walking onto a piece of public. There's some interesting hunts that you can get drawn for. Cool. Yeah. It's good to say. I love it. I, it's, um, it's always been fun every time I've come down there. So gentlemen, thanks for your time. Where can people find you on social media? If they so please. They so choose. What's what I'm trying sure to say? Go ahead, Derek.
2: I was going to let you handle this one.
1: <laughs> I I am I am pretty much solely on Go Wild. I've got a LinkedIn profile that I do professional stuff there, um but I've backed away from all other social media at this point. Go Wild is is my jam. DT,
2: same. Same as Jacob. I'm on, only on Go Wild. I'm not professional, so I don't have a LinkedIn account or anything <laughs> like that. So yeah, just find me on Go Wild.
1: Go Wild and and the mustache calendar, right?
2: Uh, we don't talk about that here. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: mustache fireman calendar.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, uh, gentlemen, thanks so much for your time. Yep, take care, thanks, guys. Boys.
2: Yeah, thank you.